the Vikings play? Saturday? Saturday night. No. Afternoon. No. Afternoon, 3 o'clock. I meant to look at the attendance. I uh, forgot to. Well, they, right no. they were... There was a sellout because they sell out all their tickets. But how many actually showed up? I, I do know. know you could have you could have got a ticket for around three bucks, three four bucks. Yeah, yep. they were on the uh, you know. And guess what? That would have been too much. Right, you yeah. would have overpaid. <laughs> Top ten weather day in history, and oh, there were God, people in, the, in that stadium. And I guess uh, by all reports, they might add forty high forties in there, and most of them didn't leave. But I was very well, happy. You weren't there, were you? No, I went to the twins thing. Yeah. And then I stopped and got a little takeout at Murray's, right? Oh, yeah. Ooh. At 8, 8.45 and was thrilled. Murray's was pretty much full. That Lions place next to them Lions was Pub. full. Yeah. People wandering up and down the streets there, hitting the bars, going to the restaurants. That's so amazing. I didn't see how uh, the... Uh, what's what's the great fish joint up the street? Uh, uh, um, Stellas? No, not Stellas is an uptown. No, not Stella. Ocean Air. Ocean Air. Ocean Air had the good crowd. It was it was uh, nice to see people. Are you attributing that to the Vikings? <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a lot of Broncos jerseys, and you know how how perverted do you have to be to fly in from Denver? To see the Broncos play an exhibition game. Pretty I mean, perverted. Yes. But we there do have a lot of Broncos fa- fans in this town. Yeah, though. well, there are. Well, yeah. the, the Broncos are one of those places where most towns have a Bronco bar. Yeah. You know, you got a Bills bar and a Packers mm-hmm. bar and a Bronco bar. And a lot of towns have a Viking bar, too. So I have Boston's to say, oh, Viking bar is 730 Tavern. What? Oh, that's right. There's, there's, a, there's a Viking bar. Yeah. Austin, yeah, Texas? Called, no, Boston. Boston, okay. Yeah, it's called 730 Tavern. So I'm in favor, by the way, you were talking about the reunion, the 91 reunion. I am 100% on board with getting these guys in town and liquoring them up and putting them on the broadcast because the storytelling is fantastic. <laughs> really? Oh, it was great. Oh, really? Well, because yeah, uh, Saturday's game... Because Gladdy was obviously part of the festivities, so Molitor was Molitor doing the game with Chris Atterbury. It was so fun. Molitor was really that. good on play-by-play. Yeah, and I mean, he was. You know, he's got a. He's a smart. He was always a great quote. You know. Yeah. You know why? Because he thought about his answer. Well, who else did that? Uh, Gene Mock. Right. Sometimes you had to wait thirty seconds. Right. You <laughs> wondered. And what? we had to be trained. <laughs> right. To shut up. Yep. And wait. Yep. And uh, but and it took me, I think, a while to get because I got a tendency to get impatient. I know you do. And <laughs> but after a while, ask Gene a question. You're going to you get know, an answer. Go out. You know, smoke a cigarette. Come back in, and you're going to get a hell of an answer right. when you get back. You're going to get the great answer. And but Molly was always that way too. He thought. Now he didn't wait a long time, but I remember spring training of. When you pluck went when puck went blind, basically spring training in '96, and uh, and I was leaving like a week with a week to go, ten days to go, and I asked him. I said, "So you competed against puck? You were at all star games with puck? But what have you learned being around him for a month? Mm -hmm. You know, as a teammate, Mm -hmm. what did you not know about him?" Mm -hmm. And he thought for a minute, and you know, twenty ten seconds, and said. Uh, uh, the amount, uh, he said, the, the, uh, how loquacious he is, he Mm -hmm. said, and I'm not talking about 
I'm not talking about quality. I'm talking about quantity. He said, <laughs> you know, he said, you know, uh, you know, he said that a lot of it makes no sense, mm-hmm. but there's an endless supply of it. He said, you know, so oh, Kelly. Like Kelly was, you know, to, to interview. You mean? Yeah. Uh, I probably interviewed ten times, but yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, it was. You know, depend upon if it was a baseball. You know, you're not gonna get the quips. Right. You, you got to admit that, and then you're gonna get the baseball explanation. And then if if Bracken was in the room or somebody like that that was kind of a goofball, then you were in trouble because he did not. You know, the, he didn't the, suffer he, fools gladly. No, no. I mean, I've always told the story about I'm on the road trip with Glavin. I'm still at the St. Paul paper. I'm Bracken. I'm still at the St. Paul paper. Bracken's and covered it for Minneapolis, and it's '87, and they're having trouble on the road. You know, they can't win on the road. And he contacts Harvey Mizell, the hypnotist, mm-hmm. to see if maybe he gets a couple quotes from Harvey about how hypnotism might help them for the road trip. And he tells me, "Who is this, Kelly or the Bracken?" Bracken, Bracken yeah. tells me he's going to ask Kelly. That's going to be a story for tomorrow. Story yeah. for tomorrow. Should the should the twins? Have a hypnotist. Right. And I said. And you're not going to get the answer I you want. I said very profanely, <laughs> yeah. don't do it. Right. Please don't do it. Right. We were in Milwaukee, which had the open clubhouse. So if TK was going <laughs> to throw a tantrum, it would always be in Milwaukee. And it was the start of a road trip, too. Oh. Game one. And and he said, I'm going to do it. I said, you bleeping bleeper bleeper. And he asked him the question. And. Kelly just reamed him out and basically was grumpy for the next four days because just seeing Dennis drove him crazy (laughs) because Dennis was always, instead of, you know... This guy sure pitches good. It was he was looking for that odd, right. odd uh, angle and uh, uh, the wrong guys asked the wrong questions. You could be in trouble. He could have got away with it with PJ. Would PJ have gone along with that? Oh well, yeah, PJ that, would that type that. of question. PJ yeah, would have loved yeah. that. But the other thing about <laughs> Kelly was, if there was a crowd around there and you had some real kind of question that might be deemed to be require a controversial answer, you would. You'd wait and for everybody to leave and maybe walk back in there after it was over so and get it. So Well to prove your point, that is when it was the hot stove banquet mm-hmm. where all these baseballers uh, uh nerds that was I was the MC. Yes. And what right. I what they wanted was they wanted uh, you know, Bert there just yeah. delivering a dry. Now here's uh, Joe Mauer. Now here's TK. Yeah. Now here's Gardy. But I'm giving him the all right, everybody. I'm giving him my <laughs> yeah. my MC gig. Right, and that's when TK that just kind of tugged on my tugged on my uh, <laughs> jacket pocket and said, "Hey, Rook." Uh, you're trying too hard. Uh, know your limitations. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically saying, yeah, you know, right. just because yeah. I was messing just, around. Yeah, right. And yeah. they wanted, yeah, here's number 42, uh, you know, Jackie Robinson. Yeah. And that's when he said, hey, Rook, uh, know your limitations. You're trying too hard. It was yeah. just, and he wasn't being mean. He no. was trying to help me out, saying, you don't have to do that well, crap. I also think he was giving you the needle. Oh, yeah, oh, he yeah. was. We yeah. get along great. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, you don't need to do this <laughs> sushere crap. Out of that, too, do you know who's an amazing storyteller? Rick Aguilera. Oh, man. I did hear him oh, on the radio. Oh, he was so great yeah. on the air. Yeah. I'm very angry at Rick Aguilera. Why? Oh, I know why. Because. Here it is. He has not gained 
an ounce <laughs> since he pitched in 1991. In fact, the most handsome guy in Twins history, wouldn't you say? Right. Him and he, uh, 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 Scott Erickson was close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would. He'd almost give you urges. Okay. And <laughs> but the thing is, 30 years later, he he's looks the same, the same guy, except he's got a little gray, which just makes him look. Even more, more, he's he's more Clooney now. He is yeah. honest to God, has not gained a pound. What's he doing? Uh, living off his money. I, I think suppose. he's out in California. That's what Molitor said. He said, My God, did you just step off a movie set? <laughs> yeah, that's oh, what Molitor said to him. Yeah. Oh, God, he looked. Uh, I, I saw him at the. Uh, the funeral for DK Jr. and on uh, uh, Friday morning, and uh, I went over and said, "You're disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you're, you look better than you did 30 years ago." You know, so uh, he was. Uh, my my wife reminded me, Rick. She said, "I said Rick Aguilar." Blah blah. I was telling him how good she lo- he looked, and he she said, "Yeah, he was always handsome. He's the guy with the Red Sox, right?" So this is. When did they trade him? 96, 93, 94? 93 or 4, and then they traded him. Then he, he just changed clubhouses, right? Yeah. He, went he was. From, um, they traded him to the Red Sox. Mets 85 to 89, Twins 89 to 95, Red 95. Sox 95. Okay. Yeah, Twins. they traded him in 95, and then they re signed him. But yep. this, So they traded him, and he changed clubhouses, right? Yeah. And then he. Uh, Save, he went to change clubhouses, and he saved the game for the Red Sox that night. And I had a really good column written about Aguilera and, you know, Block, because he talked to us before the game. And then he comes in and saves the game. So I said, well, God, I got to get so – gotta... so I run down there, and he's giving us such good stuff. I basically write this column on deadline. He's talking about his daughter coming out, you know, his three- or four-year-old daughter coming out of the family room and seeing him in a different uniform yeah. and say, hey, what's the deal? You're, how come you got red socks on, right? How yeah. come you're wearing red socks? So I crank this thing out, blah, 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 send it in. I'm really proud of it because it's really good. And I redid it and wrote it on deadline, and it's fantastic, except – he said, and then I bent down and gave her a kiss. Mm-hmm. And I'm hacking it, and then says, blah, blah, blah. And then I bent down and gave her red socks. And, you know, <laughs> and then wrote it and then sent it in, you know, sent it in. And then, and it was right on deadline. And I read through it, but I didn't, you know, I knew what I, yeah. I knew I said kiss. The next morning I get the paper. 8.30, 6.30, I look at it, and the house is filled with screaming MFs, <laughs> just because nobody caught it. It was just, it got in the paper, and I am shouting. You these, had, a ti- had a tirade. Yeah, these you didn't profanities. Take it, it was at the, as if the Taliban had broken into the house, <laughs> you know. And my wife says, what is wrong with you? And I said, Bleh! And I showed it to her, and she started laughing her oh, ass off. She oh. thought it was the funniest thing of all time. And she said, and she brought that up today, and I said, that's still not funny. And she said, <laughs> you really overreacted to that. And I said, no, I didn't, because, you know, it is in the archives of, of you know, of you. 25 years later, it's in the archives, people saying, what is this idiot? He bent over and gave her red socks. What the hell? You know. 
And it was like the second graph, too. At know. some point, I reached the point where I you let it go. Yeah, I let yeah. it go. I well, let it go. I'm better than took I was. It took under, a while. I'm, well, this was when there's no second chance. You know, there's no internet. There's no. See, I, but I'm going to side with your, your wife. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny. <laughs> It's a funny gap. Here are the Red Sox. (laughs) Yes. Uh, According to. And how did I know she was going to ask for them? You know, or note that. uh, Yes. You know, uh, according to his Wikipedia page, the move uh, the move was made official when Red Sox uh, were in Minneapolis playing the Twins, and after walking 20 feet down to the visitors' dressing room. Aggie was called out to convert a save opportunity his very first appearance, striking out former teammate Kirby Puckett to nail down a 5-4 win. Wow. He would later state that the trade brought him to Boston uh, was the lowest point of his career. Because he was almost 10-5, where he could veto power over any trade. Well, you know why he he re-signed with the Twins? Because they were going to make him a starter. They promised to make him a starter. Oh. And he wanted to be a starter so he could play golf. You know, if you're if you're a reliever, you got to be and you're ready pitching, every day. Yeah. You know, if you pitch on Sunday, yeah, and you're a starter, you can play golf Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, right? right. And then on Thursday, you're going to throw, and you know they might use you right. in an emergency, so you can't. And then right. Friday, you can't. And then he wanted to play golf, yeah, and. Plus, he also thought he, he was a starter originally with the, with Mets. the Mets way yep. back when. He also thought he could do it, and they were so hard up. They were, you know, 96. They were going to take what they could get. And that lasted a I bet I bet he didn't make more than five or six starts. Speaking of that, so um, he also mentioned something else about the trade coming here. And I don't – was this – I could tell it it must have bugged him because he said, well, yeah, you know, me and Tap, we were just the throw-ins in the David West trade. Yeah, so was that the tap, perception it was of the a trade? Ta- it was a Tappany trade. Uh, was that the perception? No, I think Aggie was. You know, they they thought Aggie was good, and they thought Tappany was more of a throw-in than David West was. But okay. David West was supposed to be the phenom, phenom, the okay. left, the big lefty. Okay. Who, uh, who, uh, you know, didn't turn out to be much. But uh, yeah, but Tap was, you know, not considered to be that, uh, you know, the hot of a prospect. And you know that at Tap in '91. Pitched 244 inning. Wow. The next year he pitched 240. Holy cow. Yeah, Morris pitched 246 in uh, in that year, too. You'll, ne- you'll never see it again. No. Uh, you know, I was having a hard time with that idea of the starters going four and two-thirds. Manager Kelly, I was uh, I was out there with him for 100 minutes the other morning, Wednesday morning, and uh, it's, uh, it's interesting what sticks in his head. Mm-hmm. He was taught— Offered him the proposal that, in my opinion, the night the Blue Jays were the best team that they beat of the four teams that they beat to win the World Series, and he started talking about how they won Game Three. Up, they were one and one. The only game they lost at home was the Game Two of Guzman. Uh, yeah, Guzman. Yep. And he was telling me how he loved Guzman and he stuck it to him. And but he said. Yeah, he said, Scott Erickson hung in there for four innings. He had a bad elbow. And then we brought in David West. And he starts going on, David West, he says. And Joe Carter got up, and he had a home. He hit the longest ball you ever saw. I was up there in those seats in the Sky Dome that you can't even see. He said, up there, <laughs> up there, that you know, like in the darkness. Beyond where you, where you the, couldn't see the ball. Yeah. yeah, right up there. He said, but it was foul. It went foul. And he said, I think all the Blue Jays saw that 
what he did to a David West fastball, and they swung out of their shoes. The next, <laughs> you know, the next seven guys swung out of their shoes, trying to hit it way up there. In there. I mean, what sticks in his head? Right. He just. Uh, it's always uh, it's always interesting to say the least. Having a real tough time with DK Junior though. I obviously. bet. I bet. That's just yeah. unbelievable. Did you see any of the six man playoff at the Wyndham? No, I missed it. How, good. It ended pretty quick, right? So, uh, Four they, holes. They, they, Five holes. Uh, no, I think they only played the second. Kisner hole. made Kisner. it. Kisner was the only one made a birdie, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, but I, as much as I know golf, I don't understand the points in the FedEx and the playoffs. Was that a playoff no, no, event? No, 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 no. It was the last regular weekly event right. before the playoffs start. And the points on those kind of events mm -hmm. are based on what kind of a field you get. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you know, if you're a major or world world golf classic, it's pretty well set, you know, that you get such and such a point. But the rest of it is like, if the John Deere doesn't have anybody playing in it, you get so, you get a lot less points than you get. Well, Kisner uh, got 500 points for the win. Yeah, which is I think probably low. But I don't you, know how that feels. You was. know what the ray of hope is? Hmm. The ray of hope is for the playoff. What did they call it? Sudden death. Sudden death. Yeah, I right. saw that. They, kept, they didn't. Uh, How many people go to East Lake? Seventy-five. Uh no, a hundred and uh, no, no, thirty. 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 And go there's to no East cut. Lake. There's no cut. No, but but they they eliminated one of the tournaments. They cut from a hundred and twenty-five to a hundred to seventy-five. Okay. Right. Yeah. I mean, they and now they just go hundred seventy-five thirty. They got rid of one of those. Uh, well, they go now to Liberty events. National. Yes, where you can see New York across the water, and you know where that tournament's go. That tournament is, or is there, and the other one in Boston. Then, yeah, one of them is leaving. The one, one of them is leaving and going to Memphis. Really? Yeah, because they they keep kissing FedEx's yeah. butt. You know, FedEx's the FedEx. The FedEx playoffs wants to have FedEx sponsorship in their in right. their hometown of Memphis. Right. So next year, I think uh, next year. Did you look at next year's schedule? No. They now have a tie-in with the European Tour, mm -hmm. and next year an official PGA event is the Scottish Open as well as the British Open. Really, which I think could put Hollis in even more trouble trying to get players because. Yeah. Now that the Scottish Open is, you you will have these guys having spent two weeks over there, mm -hmm. the Scottish Open and the British Open, and then you got to get them to come back here and play. Mm -hmm. You know, he's going to have to, he's going to have to be on the at his best, on his best salesmanship to get a decent field. Although he came out of it this year because he, you know they had that Saturday carnage where everybody hit it in the water, mm -hmm. and had a good finish. So, but it's. Uh, they, uh, oh, because the wind switched on them going up 18. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, and there was some wind early, and I was out there early in the day, and the wind wasn't blowing at all. But it, uh, that, that did, they always said about that course, it'd be a lot harder if the wind blew, and it, it rarely blew, because at that time of year, we don't usually get a lot of wind. But uh, anyway. So that we're was getting, during the smoke, wasn't it? The smoke in the air. Was it starting then? I think yeah, so. Starting. I don't think it was terrible right then. It was. It got worse like on Monday and Tuesday. Yeah. I think. I mean, I think it was a Tuesday morning where I thought 
my neighbor's house was burning down. I, you know, well, two was, weeks ago Saturday was the worst. The yeah, last was, Saturday, yeah, it July. was very. It was a visual yeah. you couldn't. I remember going Maybe, over fifty-two. Well, that was that was they were that was the tournament here, right? I think it was the know. road by Cormac McCarthy. That's oh, what it looked man. like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, man, was it was that bad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thanks for the update. By the way, speaking of roads. Oh, that road, I did. I I had a hard time explaining myself last week on what roads were eligible for repair. Right. And then I found one that's eligible for repair. It's a consultant. Can I do it? It looked like it had been bombed. (laughs) Yes, it did. Craters in it. (laughs) It did. It looked like. Looked like uh, Baghdad after we went through there. So, yeah, that <laughs> road does. Really quick, um, you know, we always bring up the Bobby Bonilla anniversary. Yes. Bobby Bonilla gets it. Today? I think it's, I think, no, but I think it's over with now. I think it, he finally, it's either over with or this is the last year I saw a headline on Deadspin. But you know who else is entering that category? Who? Chris Davis of the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, yeah. How long? How much they still owe him? So, he, Joe, he announced his retirement. Yes. Last week, was it? Last week he announced his retirement. He's still on the hook for $23 million next year. The O's year. are still on the hook for In 2022. However, they're also going to pay him until the year of 2037 because he has deferred payments. From what they didn't pay him in the past? Yeah. This, so from and he's tw- been a bust, hasn't he? Oh, oh the ever since they, yeah, ago. ever since they gave him the contract, he had, basically. He had a bunch of home runs about three, four years in a row, yep. and he, he kind of had that left-handed swing where he could hit the nuclear baseball into the low that small ballpark in left center, and then all of a sudden they started. He never got to see a pitcher a third time because they came in throwing ninety-six, and he could not hit a fastball. So twenty-three to twenty-five, he's going to make nine. Twenty-six to thirty-two, he's going to make three and a half. And twenty thirty-three to twenty thirty-seven, he's going to make one point five mil. That's I, a nice way to retire. Yes, yes. it is. Landed so, on his feet. He did. And uh, I got another Orioles stat for you today. I tweeted. I looked it up because I'd heard it. The Orioles this season. Have been swept fifteen series. Wow. <laughs> One was a two gamer. Yep. Two were four gamers, and twelve of them they've been swept in twelve three game series. Wow. And two four gamers. I think the twins at their stinkiest never got swept in fifteen series. It's amazing. The twins are red hot, baby. What are you talking the about? The Red Sox and the Rays have both swept them three times. Wow. Now, so Anyway, haven't uh, we won four series in a row? We uh, have won three series, three in, a series row, in a row, all against first place teams. That's right. The Twins are a juggernaut compared to Baltimore. Oh God, the yeah. The Twins have won fifty-two times. Baltimore's Joe, won thirty. They're forty games under five hundred, and it's August sixteenth. Right. You know who's making a push though? The t- the Cubs after they gave away everybody, they've now lost ten in a row. And the Nats, who gave away everybody, have lost seven in a row. Unfortunately, so. though, I'm just looking right now. The O's don't even have the they don't have the worst record in baseball. Your Arizona Diamondbacks yeah, well, do. Yeah, but the Diamondbacks had that little stretch where they lost 24 out of 25. That's that'll, right. That'll, nice stretch. That'll do that to you. Hell, the Twins look good compared to some of these stiffs. <laughs> who do well, they got tonight? The Clevelands. The Guardians are in town, aren't the they? The Guardians. Guardians are in town. That's right. Boy, that's. Uh, I'm not going to get used to that. I'm I sorry. don't. I know the the G-men. You know they always had the. You know they were never the Indians in the headlines in this in the Cleveland papers because they'd save characters. They'd save two characters and be tribe. They're yeah. always the tribe. Yep. Can't tell. I don't oh, know God. what what's your short man. What's your short for the 
Guardians. The guards. The G's. The G's. Yeah, the guards, I guess, maybe. The guard. Yeah. The guards. Did I tell you, by the way, I was in Arizona in March. They want a new stadium already. Oh, yeah. They're raising what? holy hell. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't believe What's it. wrong with the one they had? Nothing. There's nothing. absolutely nothing wrong with it. It's a 20-year run. They, well, I was sweets. listening to some. They don't, have, they don't like their sweets, which, by the way, the sweet business is going completely to hell. Yes. It's disappearing. Um, the, their point was uh, they wanted it out of downtown, I think is the way that they were phrasing it. Why, I have no idea. Is that where they slide the field in and out of the building? You're thinking of the football stadium. thinking of the football stadium. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, in a little drawer. But, they, yeah, but, a they, dome, but Glendale... Yeah. The feet, the Cardinals wanted to be downtown because exactly. they got out in Glendale and the traffic was too bad. And the hockey team claimed that being out in Glendale, people couldn't get to the game. Yeah, the baseball stadium is retractable, but they never open it because it costs way too much to air condition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hundred eighteen has a tendency to. Oof. You know who's feeling better and better about selling the old condo, Joe? You. Considering, uh, I saw that the Twins hitting coach. Had to go down to Florida because uh, so many family members had gotten COVID. He mm-hmm. was visiting them, and then he got COVID. Mm-hmm. So he is now not able to come back. So uh, she's uh, rolling pretty good down there, yeah. I guess. Well, yeah. Joe, uh, we played it during GL, Patrick, but in Australia now, mm-hmm. there's a new mask I mandate. Sh- I'm going to... Get, uh, you're going to proceed it. this? I want Pat's view. Okay, well, now you're going to have to give me a second uh, so I can find I contend what you're about to hear is a bit. This is the Australian, what are we, what, what's the official uh, let me, title? Let me, Prime let me tell you before you get, I've never seen a place more paranoid about sunscreen. Let me tell you yeah. that. So this, okay. this might the be premier. the same mentality. See, okay, bit or not. This okay. is uh, an authority. Of, we verified that. The premier. Yeah. There will be no removal of masks to consume alcohol outdoors. So you will no longer be able to remove your mask to drink a cocktail uh, at a pop-up beer garden on a footpath uh, as part of a pub crawl. So what do you do? You got to keep her on. Bit, bit or no bit? I say it's a bit. It's, a bit. it's not it's a, a bit. bit. It's, it's a bit. not a bit. It's Well, so what it do? Well, it must you, mean you can take a sip and then put the mask back on. No, no, no. He no. Says well, you how are you going to drink well, it? Well, that's my point. That's why it's a bit. <laughs> I, well, I had said, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, they have shut down the pubs. So I think people, if it's true, it just means people over the weekend went nuts Pop and got together. Pop a beer gun mm-hmm. on, the on the footpath. <laughs> they are, yeah, uh, they are the you know what, though? They are smart Alex. They're for my, my three weeks down there. They are they're more cynical than we are. So it could be a bit. I would could say be, the guy could be pulling her pulling her leg. My history with Australia on um, both Crocodile Dundee movies, they do <laughs> they do have attitude. You're, yeah, you're right. Do. Yes. Were, yes. Were, In your experience, <laughs> in my experience with interacting with them, yes, from Crocodile Dundee. I'd they like to go it. there, but the flight's too long. Yeah, I'm not going. You're not even flying anymore. I went, when I went, uh, I stopped in Hawaii both times. No, but, that break uh, it up. But uh, yeah, it's it is long. It is long, especially when you're when <laughs> you're flying down there and ten hours, and you got the middle section, the oh. that business, that middle section there. Yeah. yeah. But there's a woman who's already gotten in there before you, and it's basically camped out. She got the whole damn thing ready to go you there. You got to give her the, and then, you know, the Gary Selberg. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the no, Selberg I fake. had to wiggle in next to her and, you know, 
Could you remove your table and stuff here? That I mean, she basically How brought long? a picnic basket. <laughs> Why are you camping here? Yeah, yeah. It looked like she was out for the. Uh, you know, she was all ready to roll there, man. So, uh, how about those? That. that. <laughs> how about those St. Paul Saints, man? Toby Gardner, I think he's going to be a big league manager. You he's seven so? or eight games over five hundred with that collection of mutts. You know the the rejects and. Uh, Are they still selling out those Saints games? Uh they've been doing okay. Yeah. They've been doing okay. I tell you, who's got to be depressed is the boys over at Target Field when they get. Uh, announced twenty one thousand for their reunion. Is that all they had? Wow. Yeah, and it was. And when the guys walked in, there might have been fifteen in the building. Wow! They walked them in from left field. Well, two of the finest weather days were Saturday oh. and Sunday. Oh, Saturday night was it's just it was God said, "Let yeah. there be baseball on that yeah. night," and nobody was there. It was. It's. The bet. The best crowd of the weekend was Friday because they shot off fireworks. Probably. Well, and, and I know. I'm a little biased, but do you think? I mean, this last weekend was one of the biggest town ball weekends of in the entire summer. Did that have some effect on it? Do you think? I don't think so. Okay. I, I really don't. I think what might hurt them is the crowd that is joined for life with the '91 team. Yeah, you know the 55 year olds. They don't want to go downtown. You know, they, yeah, they, they're, part of the, yeah. they're part of the downtown Yeah, but you're, you're reporting now an active scene on Saturday. It was. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it was good. I saw some young couples, too, that were over by the orchestra hall and over there when I was leaving, and they they seemed feeling safe enough, so I don't know. So are Twins crowds held down by the perception of what downtown's like or just because they're a lousy ball club? A, lousy ball club. B, baseball in general is, yeah. is hurting. Yep. And C... Uh, I think the whole downtown thing. And D, and I get emails on this every time I write about them or, or read comments, is paying tribute to Black Lives Matter and George Floyd and other issues on the mm -hmm. on the, that that is agitating another part of their. Now I don't know if these are people that buy tickets anyway. I don't know. <clears throat> but I think they, that that's a that is a part of it though. I do. Yeah, that I know that they have irritated some people with that. So anyway. That's, I don't but, think people want politics in sports. No. That's where you're going to get right, away from. Right. But the, the teams get a lot of pressure on them. Man. I know. A I lot know. of pressure on them. They but we had said this, you know, way back when, that the sports is committing suicide to a certain degree, I think. Not not just with the alignment of social, social justice issues, but it's a lot of other things. You know, the cost to go to take your family to a game 13, is ridiculous. 12 bucks for a beer, yeah. Yeah, it's thing. a lot of those things. Yeah, and uh, I don't know, did did last year just teach us that there's other stuff to do? Yes. You know, mm -hmm. did, yep. I mean, there's a there's a whole... You can't buy a boat. <laughs> they're, they're also... Everybody... You can't find a boat. Because <laughs> everybody's... Right. As soon as they make one, it's sold. Can't find uh, outdoor equipment. Can't find a lake home anymore, no, right? No. Yeah. I was at a campground over the weekend. It was packed, baby. Down in uh, uh, near Winona. What, in what the is Winona wrong area. with you? Yeah. No, I, it wasn't my decision. It know, was my yeah. family's decision. Trust me. I what fought is it. wrong with you? Don't you wish we could talk? How we're, <laughs> do you, what is? <laughs> do you have TV when you're camping? Uh, there is a television there, but I could. I was watching the Twins on my phone. 
oh, through oh, our, uh, through our, yeah. But yeah, it, it, you know, it's, there's nothing. Having you a couple kumbaya? There's nothing in this whole world <laughs> that appeals to me less. Even in my prime days when I could move around a little bit. Things Royce doesn't like. Yes. Camping. Camping. Camp. Had it, had it. Camp. Why? Yeah. Why go outside where the bugs are? I, you know, I see you, you at the rink. You go it's in, time to start a fire. You go, in, you go inside to get away from the bugs. Now you're... Spending the whole weekend yep. saying, bugs, yep. here we are. Have come and it. get us. You can have us. You can come on. But, Pat, little s'mores with the kids oh, and a campfire. That's no. another thing yeah, I don't yeah, like. Put s'mores. that down. He doesn't like s'mores. Like I hate s'mores. s'mores. I hate s'mores. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you melt it? It's a marshmallow. But, Just eat the damn thing. But even right? before, you, you, you've already jumped that there's a fire started. <laughs> Telling the DA... Let us go gather some wood so we can start a fire. <laughs> we need some boards. <laughs> yes, I need some boards. Will you please gather some? Uh-huh. Oh, that would just be you two trying to start uh, a fire. I've never been a camper myself. I've never either. been one. I was... I was in putting up the tent. Boy Scouts. I can't Where are remember. My stakes? I was. I can't. I remember going to Lake Chetek yeah. at a was a Boy Scout or some damn yeah. thing or yeah. a Cub Scout, whatever the hell it was. Yeah. Ten years old. Yeah. I was there about two days and said, "This is some happy BS." I want to tell you, <laughs> I'm coming home. Turning in my scarf and saying never again. Never again. What do I want to oh, do? You know. Now I wish I'd paid a little more attention to not tying, but yes. uh, this but is the we should start a series of how-to tying. videos with Patrick Royce. Yes. How Here's to start how a you put up a tent. I'm pretty good. At I'm nuts. pretty good at building dog houses. Yeah. Boxes. Don't make them out of plywood. That's <laughs> that's the moral of that story. Oh. Unless you want a portable one. Oh. There's a portable one. You had the dog that took its house with it. Took its house with it. <laughs> <laughs> the dog is, why is this house chasing I me? don't know which one of the lads, they weren't very old, said to me. I can't remember what that dog's name was. I can't. The, what the hell was that dog's name? Yeah. It was kind of a mutt. It was a fairly good size one. She, she said, you know, Billy or whatever it was. Hey, Dad, Billy's taking the doghouse down the street. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, we tried, damn it. Yeah. Uh, was it not uh, secure to the ground? A, it wasn't secure, but B, the wood was not heavy enough. Lump, ah, uh, a nail. The only wood I had was plywood, so I made it out of you gotta have, You gotta have thick <laughs> gotta have thicker wood. <laughs> yes. You gotta make it a little harder to carry than the dog for the... You're you're when you make it out of plywood, oh, it's mobile. You're trusting the dog's good. Fa- you're putting good faith in yeah, the dog, right. and they can't be trusted. Yeah, no. dog they're gonna care. they're gonna go where they want to. They yeah. don't care how much effort you put into building the dog box. You know, options. Yeah. They, they want options. They want options. You know, the yeah. best part too about being at a rural campground in the middle of nowhere, close to the Wisconsin border, is. Um, a lot of folks like to set off their own fireworks at about oh, 11 o'clock yeah. at night. Oh, God. Yeah. God, we, got, a, we had someone about midnight on. There's a kid around the block. Who was, I, I met him at the backyard party, and somebody says, this is the fireworks guy. You know, there's <laughs> this kid about 13, and he it sounded like a machine gun all of a sudden about midnight, you know. <laughs> 
just going off left and right. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, a lot of fireworks there. They're, nobody's, uh, nobody's. So you guys saw the. Fairball Lakers were done before the weekend. We lost Thursday night in New Prague to be eliminated from postseason play. What have you, uh, had you, had you won, you would have been, oh, you, yep. so then you would have not have been able to go to the campground. Well, we, we went Friday night. I left here, picked them up. We went down Friday night and then stayed the night, then spent most of the day Saturday. And but then we came if, if the Lakers had, had a, if the Lakers had not choked against New Prague, <laughs> right? You, uh, we would have left would've... Saturday morning to come okay. back and play the game. In what was the okay. tick situation? You know, we did a little hiking uh, at uh, is that White? What's the name of the, the park? Oh, Whitewater. Thank you. We mm-hmm. went to Whitewater National or, uh, State Park. And I, that's all I was worried about was the boys, you know, getting ticks all over themselves. Mm-hmm. But I had to do a tick check. I had to do a tick check when we got home. Mm-hmm. Whitewater is, uh, you'll remember years uh, years ago on Saturday Morning Sports Talk, uh, my brother Steve had gone uh, camping with my Uncle Jeff and the gang, and they went down to Whitewater Park. <laughs> and that's when uh, uh, my Uncle Jeff, um, Steve woke up with a wet pillow. <laughs> Uncle Jeff thought he had outside of the tent he had to relieve himself in the middle of the night yeah and he thought he had the zipper all yeah, opened right. up. <laughs> it, went, be, it went all on that would cause that would cause a, that would cause a disruption in family relations <laughs> you pissed on my pillow oh my <laughs> god and, That's uh, dreadful. <laughs> Uncle Jeff probably wasn't standing upright. He's probably, like, you know, he's walking. He's probably holding on to the tent. And there's, there's nothing there to hang well, on to. Wasn't Steve the poor? Uh, was, no, no, Paul's the poor. Paul's Paul would have been there though. Paul, Paul, Paul would have been peeing with he him. He was on the high side of the he tent. Would, he would have been. He would have been peeing. That's with another Jeff. reason I'm never going camping. <laughs> no, especially with Uncle another Jeff. Another reason. <laughs> Uncle Jeff never go camping. Never go camping with, camp with Uncle Jeff. Is Uncle Jeff still with us? Uncle Jeff is with us. Yeah, he That's lives. That's almost the. That's almost that story of the, uh, the what's the moral of that story? Oh, yeah. Never, go, oh, never go camping with Uncle Jeff. <laughs> yeah, right. Uncle Jeff is living in Don't California. Don't mess with Terry when he's been Don't drinking. Don't mess with Terry when he's been drinking. <laughs> oh. oh, God. But that's that where they were Whitewater. Norm McDonald. Norm McDonald. Uh, Howard McDonald. Stern Show. And the God. earth it's... was uneven. <laughs> Norm McDonald oh, is one of the five I funniest think, guys. So and you have to listen the to the he there's a couple of versions of the same joke, but you have to play the one when he's on with Stern yeah. because it's filled with profanity right. and it's fantastic. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh god. Don't mess with Uncle Terry. <laughs> Where's the place they all worked? At the uh, oh the hatchery the hatchery they're at the hatchery <laughs> the hatchery <laughs> and then she finally what's the moral of the story she finally has to call and that kid's oh god Jimmy. okay Jimmy <laughs> tells this long engaged what's story amazing about Uncle Terry he got Stern to shut up for seven minutes oh. while he told the joke yeah, right. that had to drive Stern crazy right to oh, sit my there. God. And, God, I love that guy. It's his short-lived uh, weekly show, too, that he had on was just absolutely filled with the most sarcastic stuff of all time. Oh, and, of course, the one and done at the uh, ESPYs. I, I'm trying one to find and done my at the ESPYs. One and done at the ESPYs. Since Charles Woodson's here, hey, Charles. I think his worst joke is the Anthony Mason joke. 
I forget that one. Uh, the Anthony Mason, and the NBA player, had been picked up for having oh, sexual right. relations oh. with the 14. And he's talking about a six-year-old and said something like, she's even too young for Anthony Mason, <laughs> he says. Oh. And the, the crowd goes, ah! <laughs> no! <laughs> Oh, I'm trying to find You know what him. he is? He's bold. <laughs> he is, because he doesn't care. He doesn't care. No, he does not care. And But he, he got, I think he got run off uh, the news on uh, Saturday Night Live. And there's Live. Charles Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. <laughs> Great, man. He, he became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> and right then, ESPN decided he's never coming he's back. They pan to the crowd, and you see Ken Griffey Jr. just going, What did he just say? <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, my God. That was you know, good. We, we now make the OJ jokes, and we, we remember back, and... and but is there ever been a more shocking event in in our lifetimes that this guy that we all they all revered and good old OJ from the you know the all of the goofy movie yeah, Norberg yeah, exactly and, you know the, Running the guy the was completely psychotic you know wasn't he yeah, just he was, I, I thought I read something about him where he was either interviewed or he was somebody had asked him and he said yeah I, I still can't sleep because I'm thinking the killer's out there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I wonder if he actually believes it you know what I mean I don't know yeah well he might you know who knows Nuts. that's all he knows you know none of these involved none of these involved uh, this kind of a heinous act but Sid Repeated some stories so often that he believed him. You know that he, you know that he was. He could he could have traded over the hill Vern Mickelson for Bill Russell and the rights to Bill Russell, and they would have won another eight. I mean, he believed that stuff. So that's even though everybody said no, Red Arbach, no, not it. I still so, can't believe he's not with us. Yeah, you know, it's so bizarre. I said. The only 100-year-old who ever died that surprised us. You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, speaking of hundred year olds, I got to go find Marjorie when we're done here. Yeah, they, we better. They, they could have. Uh, are you going to get Marjorie? You're uh, not going yeah. to the fair, are you? Yeah, we're broadcasting. How often? Every, Every day, day except, except Wednesday. One. You know that there's going to be fifty thousand people there, and half of them are going to have the Delta variant, don't you? <laughs> Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> and that should end this Monday Night Sports Talk. I, I'm sure no, well, that's the we, only thing told, he's going to think I of was for the told next... by a friend of ours at the station today that she had a friend who came back from Sturgis on Sunday and was dead Wednesday last week from the COVID. How old was the person? 61. Wow. That's a good thing. How you doing, Joe? Previously mm -hmm. healthy. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. You know you're going to be there. The too. husband got the husband got it too. Yeah. But uh, I don't believe I'll be coming to the fair. No, you'll be there. You'll be there on Friday and then Monday. You're filling yeah, in Wednesday. I'll, I'll do one day maybe. Yeah. Just so I can get a gizmo. Uh, Go up and get a gizmo sandwich. That's all. I hope the gizmo will be back. Gizmo will be back, I'm sure. But we're yeah. once again we're going to trust our neighbors that if they haven't been vaccinated, they're going to wear a mask. 
I don't think they would. <laughs> well, and if you're in Australia, you have to I, wear I the mask. I looked at that fair time. crowd. I've always looked at that fair crowd and said, these people can be trusted. Yeah. yeah, you know, they're this, telling it like it this, is. This, this, they're this, telling this, it like it is. This, this, especially the guys with the eighteen-inch corn dogs walking around yes. and, the, the, turkey and the bag of cookies. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's what you see. Big box of cookies. See at the fair. See at the fair, baby. Yeah. See at the fair. See at the fair. All right. All right. When does the fair start? A week from Thursday, baby. <sighs> that's always the end of the year, as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, it means yeah. summer. You know what? This was a nice. Slowly moving summer, and then you get to the end of July and it's over. Yeah, it's over. Yep, yeah. So, this is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group. As you set out to explore Minnesota this fall, think about this there are 234 cities in Minnesota with populations over 2,500. The Canopy Group has clients in all but seven of those. Why is this fact important? Because the Canopy Group's experience in all of these Minnesota cities gives them a unique edge in getting you the best home and auto insurance coverage at the best price. Remember, the Canopy Group offers 15 insurance companies for a reason to match your specific situation, including zip code, with the possible best insurance company for you. This is done for you every year because your specific situation may change. It is also true that the insurance company's appetites might change as well. This experience is working throughout Minnesota. It provides thousands of Canopy Group clients a peace of mind knowing the Canopy Group is working for them. Please visit the Canopy Group dot com today. Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. And as you've been hearing over the course of the last couple of months, Josh asks you one simple question, and that's always, do you know what you own? You see, Josh's clients, they always know what they own. And Josh has found that most people that he meets with every single day, well, they don't. They absolutely have no idea. Josh has also seen retirement portfolios that have a big percentage in bonds. And there are real instances of people paying more in commissions and fees than they can possibly make on the rate of return that those bonds currently yield. So Josh begs of you, know what you own. And you'll hear from Mr. Money Talk later today here in Garage Logic to give you a specialized report on the goings-on in the market today. Trust is often overused, and it's even harder to find. Please, you can take it from me that you can trust Josh. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute financial consultation, and you do so by calling 952-925-5608. Once again, that's 952-925-5608 for Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold. EcoFun has e-bikes in stock. And why is that important? Because every other bike retailer is out of stock and will not be getting new e-bikes until December or January. You can't even get one for Christmas from them. The weather is warming up, so if you are in the market for an e-bike scooter or ATV, Go to EcoFun right now. EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Talk with Tim Bloom, the owner of EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake. Tim and his family will help you select the e-bike that is right for you, and they will deliver it to your front door in the metro area. Right now, EcoFun has Bentelli e-bikes and Yamaha motor assist bikes in stock. EcoFun also carries the full line of Yamaha scooters, motorcycles, and a wide variety of Yamaha ATVs, including ATVs for kids. 
Check out EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and online at EcoFundMotorsports.com and tell Tim that that old bicycler Patrick Racy sent you. Apollo Heating and Air. If you need to replace, Apollo is the place. Schedule your appointment with Apollo today, and you can have a new air conditioner for as low as 45 bucks a month. Think you need a new home comfort system? No problem. You can have one from Apollo for as low as 84 bucks a month. Let the professionals at Apollo keep your home cool and comfortable all season long. Visit callapollo.com to schedule your appointment today. Call 